0: Coach John Daly here, back again. Today's date is May twenty third, two thousand nineteen, which means it's a Thursday. I've Got a special guest in the house, Doctor Joe DePonio. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, John. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for exciting. This thanks for
0: doing this. I really. We've been talking back and forth about um, getting together uh, and doing uh, just a little conversation, and we got our coffee, right? uh, And that's kind of the the platform that I use as far as just being having a conversation with coffee. Excellent. Um, And so. Joe uh, is our superintendent here at Lakeshore, uh, and he was our former principal before that. And I've known him, God, how long have you been here? Eight years? Uh, Yeah, nine years. Nine years now. So I do remember our first meeting in that uh, when he came as principal, and he was just talking to people and introducing himself. um, I don't know who said it first about which high school did you go to, because we found out, you know, we both grew up in Michigan here. And um, I said, oh, I went to Catholic Central, and I just remember... Joe kind of taking a step back, uh, kind of got this little snarl <laughs> on his face, and I knew right away what it was. And then when he spoke up saying that he went to Brother Rice, Catholic Central's arch nemesis, yep, yep. um, we've had some great, fun conversations about that. and yeah.
1: uh, two, uh, two great schools and a absolutely. great great rivalry here in the state.
0: Absolutely. And I know it'll come out a little bit about the importance of that school and how it played in your life, sure. uh, but we did go visit Catholic Central um, to check out their um, e-books a lot of technology happened. This is probably six years ago that we went there. Um, they were moving over to eBooks and, and we've since gone one-to-one. We have uh, the platform, the students get their device and the Chromebooks, and uh, we're doing a lot more technology-based. And I remember being in the conference room with you there, and we were looking at the digitized pictures on the wall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was showing you you know, my big fat head over there on the side from our 1982 Catholic <laughs> League championship right. soccer team, you know, my head's in the back there. And then you're looking, and like two seconds later, you're like, oh, my God, there I am. And it was about three feet over, two feet up. There was a, a picture of you uh, in a football game, again, going against Catholic Central. And I just thought, oh, my God, here we are. Because grad- you graduated five years after me. You're much younger than I am. Yes. Yes. Less grass- less less gray hair.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know on. about that. Well, but, uh, l- definitely less hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not
0: by much, brother. I'm catching up know. to you. But I just thought that was a unique, uh, funny connection that we've had. And we have had some deeper connections, too. But uh, why do you get started for our listeners, Joe? just How did you get started in education? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. Uh, what-
1: so uh, I grew up on the uh, the west side of uh, Detroit, um, over in the uh, Royal Oak area. Um, and, uh, you know, went through uh, public schools all through eighth grade. And then uh, my parents had gotten divorced uh, between my seventh and eighth grade year. And my mom felt that I needed to have a, a little tighter environment and so I ended up going to um, private all boys uh, Catholic high school. Were you
0: excited about that move? Were you for it? You know I,
1: I was, uh, I, was a, I loved playing football and um, I was a wrestler and of course the athletics over there is a you know pretty predominant part of of their culture so I was excited from from that standpoint mm-hmm. it was a you know it was a big shift you know when you're an eighth grader and you're going from a You know, you have your network of friends, and you've had them for a while, and you you kind of shift gears there. But like anything in life, you just gotta kind of go with the flow and Mm -hmm. and make it work. But um, uh, so you know, spent uh, four four great years at Brother Rice High School. Um, It was uh, I I had some amazing teachers. You know, it's not so much the 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 private uh, Catholic experience; it's really about the people Mm. that worked there. They were um, they were every bit as great as uh, you know some of the great teachers that we have here at Lakeshore Mm -hmm. and um, you know they truly cared about uh, the kids that they were uh, they were working with so great experience there and went off to college in uh, Pennsylvania Western Pennsylvania just south of Pittsburgh Uh, met my wife there Uh, we both got uh, education degrees she's an elementary person I'm a secondary person Um, at uh, you know at graduation uh, my father had moved out to the uh, Kansas City area Uh, my mom still lived here in in the detroit region and then her parents were from uh pittsburgh area so we put in applications in all three places and just happened to get a job out in um, uh, kansas city kansas uh, public school system out there Um, which you wouldn't think you know you, you think kansas how how urban can it be it was a it was really a, a, a pretty rough um, school district and, and area, and I, I'm extremely thankful for that experience. Mm. Um, it, it has made everything thereafter seem you know, uh, less challenging, uh, to say the least, but uh, opened my eyes to just the huge differences that exist um, within, you, you'd end up in areas where our kids were coming from, and you'd think, how, how in the world is this America? Um, Hugely impoverished, um, the the services that that those uh, that that city in those areas would provide to to the kids there um, were were just uh, you know horrible, and it would be very challenging for kids to grow up in that, that area. Remember a kid named uh, his name was Ike Hilliard, uh, great great kid, and he lived in a housing project area in Kansas City, Kansas. Rough rough uh, neighborhood and area. And he was a great, great kid. And I thought, boy, if, you know, here's me coming from a private, you know, Catholic school, and um, I, I don't think I would have survived coming out of it mm. It just shows the the immense um, uh, uh, strength that a lot of these kids have coming out of really difficult uh, areas. And so, you know, between the the people that that helped mold me in high school and um, and then that, those early years of, of my education, I think it, it really kind of you know, built this passion to make a difference in, in kids' lives. Mm.
0: so that the, the lessons that you learned there sounds like there were many because we as educators learn from our students all the time.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. It, so it sounds like you had
0: some great lessons there to yeah. not turn you off from education. Like a lot of people, right. oh, my God, I can't do this. No. I'm out of here.
1: I'm going to go find something else. Right. You got right. more inspired. A hundred percent. That's a great way to put it, John. It was, uh, honestly, it was like each and every day. That, I mean, it was tough. You know, when when you have kids that don't see the value of education, uh, drugs were rampant in that area. Again, we're talking about Kansas. so. You know, you you, you really—it's difficult to to imagine. Uh, you think Kansas, you think rural farms, wheat—that yep. whole thing—but um, this is not uh, what you would imagine there. And um, and yeah, I, I think you walked away from it each and every day, thinking I'm I'm truly making a difference in some mm-hmm. kids' lives and a difference that that could be uh, life-saving. Absolutely. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, it, it was something that really kind of built a foundation of wanting to serve and wanting to do some good. And, uh, you know, there were tough days, no doubt about it. Mm. Um, but uh, but there are a lot more better days than there were tough days. So superintendent now, do you still
0: draw on that experience weekly? Do you think about it? Yeah,
1: You know what? Actually, having this conversation, it's probably the first time I've talked about my teaching experience in Kansas City, Kansas yes. in, in quite some time. Um mm. So, you know, I don't know how much I, I really truly think about it. Uh, I know that it has had a, a huge um, factor in, in, you know, my decision making and uh, just trying to get it back down. When, you know, in this role as, as superintendent, you, you get so far removed from, from the, the impact of, of working directly with kids. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the toughest part about it. I was on the the way in here today, I was thinking about um, uh, the graduating class that Will Bobeck, um, I think you remember yes, Will, yes. was in. And as the kids came across the stage, uh, they all handed me a marble. It was like a, a joke, you know, when there's 300 and something kids by the last time, you know, your pockets are full, they're right. falling all over the place. It was <laughs> I a little gag. And um, you know you, you don't have uh, little jokes and messing with people left and right unless you have a strong relationship. And I know that that will change for me. I know that that has changed for me uh, because I don't see the kids on a on a daily basis, and that's uh, that's kind of the tough part. But you you know you keep in the back of the mind in your mind that when you make decisions, if they're not the right ones or in the best interest of kids. That will most definitely trickle down to the staff that work with those kids and then ultimately to the kids uh, in general. So yeah. uh, I don't know how much that experience in teaching in Kansas City, Kansas has played a factor, um, but I know it's there. Yes. It's, it's part of the DNA. Absolutely. It's the rock, it's a cornerstone. Yeah, absolutely. The foundation. Yeah. Um, well, for my listeners, Joe is
0: one of my um, the many speakers that I have come into my principal's leadership class. Uh, and he's been doing it over the last few years, both as principal and now as superintendent. And this year, um, part of my final exam for the kids, there was one of three parts. One of the parts is for them to put together the top ten list of the course and to give me some reasons why. Mm-hmm. The speakers, the movies, the videos, the podcasts, uh, the articles, whatever it may be, um, why it made their top ten list. And I am going to put this some of these um, excerpts together for you because you're on that list a lot. <laughs> and uh, I remember one of the things that you said was that... Just all that
1: tells me, John, is you got to bring in better speakers. <laughs> if, if I'm in the top ten, holy cow. Who, well, who, you didn't make
0: every list, cow. I'll tell you that. All right, but good, let me, let me good. Tell you. Uh There's just some great stuff there. And uh, I remember when you came in, you mentioned, and you just kind of mentioned it now, how much you miss. You, you have duties. Yep. You're, you're busy. Yep. you got to go to all these events, all these meetings, state capital, yep. county stuff. Um, so you don't get the opportunity to be engaged with kids. And that's one of the things you mentioned about you miss that. Yeah. Uh, being a teacher. Right. And, and being in a room like this. And you love just sitting down and talking with kids. Sure. And you were peppering them with questions. And you were asking for feedback. Yep. Of things that you can do better. Sure. Both as an individual and as a district. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. So is that something that uh, do you do at the elementary? Do you do at the middle school? Do you get into classrooms as much as you want to do?
1: Uh, not as much as I want. I, I you know try my very best to make that a part of my regular schedule but um no I, I definitely miss that uh that aspect last night i was out at the um uh the high school lacrosse game they were playing cast tech two first year programs in their final game um and i was talking with uh haley uh, marsiglio yes uh who's graduating this year and headed off to saginaw uh, valley mm-hmm. um she's going to be a teacher which i think is fantastic it is get fantastic. her back Perfect. here at lakeshore um but, uh, you know, just being able to engage with kids and talk to them and find out how they're doing and what's going on and where they're going next, um, you know, I, I miss that because it doesn't happen on a daily basis. A lot of my interaction is with uh, adults and uh, business leaders or legislators, things of that nature, which is exciting work. It's, you know, it's a charge to, to be in Lansing and sitting down in our state senator's office and being talking about, uh, being with them talking about you know, um, policy that that uh, the legislature's considering that has a you know either a positive impact on lakeshore, or you know public schools in general, or a negative impact. Yeah. Um, that's that's exciting, fun work, but it's it's a far um, it's a far cry from you know that those early years in kansas city kansas and driving Ike Hilliard home to his housing project and worried about him and how he's going to make it through the night and whether he's going to get a good meal yeah. and, and what's going to happen to him uh, the next day but it's it's those conversations with the legislature and with business leaders and with our our teaching staff and leaders of our buildings and how can we um from a uh, you know uh I guess, an organizational standpoint, improve things so that it impacts more than just the, the child you're, you're driving home and making sure they're okay, right. to how, as, a, as an entire learning community, can we improve things mm. uh, so that all of our kids have the very best opportunity. That's incredible. That's good yeah. stuff. Would you tell your 18-year-old self how shocked you are
0: that you're doing what you're doing? <laughs> is, this, is this a crazy <laughs> journey that you've been it's,
1: on? Uh, so, I, and I, I probably have shared this with you. I was a horrible student just a horrible student. I, I, I walked the line between C's and D's um, all through high school. Mm. If there was anything else to do other than homework, I was going to find a way to, to get there. Um, I tell a story quite a bit about, you know, I was rejected from just about every college, not just about, every college that I applied to, I was rejected mm. from. And it, the, I, I forget which college it was, but it was like everybody got into it. And I didn't. And my mom came in with the, the rejection letter and kind of flung it at me and said, I hope you're happy. What are you going to do now? And uh, that was really an eye-opener for me. And mm-hmm. just by lo- sheer luck, I was able to get into a school uh, down in Pennsylvania. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it was kind of a wake-up call at that point. But I, I've also told you, you know, I've got some buddies who are medical doctors and so we'll get together. There's a, a network of my friends that, um, that I grew up in high school with. Um, and uh, we'll get together every Christmas for, for dinner. And uh, I'll say, hey, let's get a picture of just the doctors. And they just cringe because they know what a bonehead I am. And, and they're actual medical doctors. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think it's it's funny. But it's a, you know, to me, it's a good testament. Not to me personally, but to anyone that where you're at in life at that particular moment exactly. doesn't mean you have to be there. If you got a D on a test, you can get a, a B the next time. Uh, and if uh, if you don't get the job that you want on this particular day, you, there's, there's always better things down the road. As I was driving in today, you know, and I get stuck on 696 and it's a mess, I think, all right, three miles from now, it's going to open up and things are going to flow. And so you know wherever you're at at that particular time Mm -hmm. and certainly when you're an 18 year old kid you know you got your whole life ahead of you. You, You've lived just a tiny bit on the timeline chart and you have this mass that you can really define how that's going to be. So you try to keep that stuff
0: in mind. That's good. That's good stuff. Man. I, I got to see the picture of you and the doctor so one of these days.
1: You're going to have to show that to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll dig that up. They d- usually delete those pictures. Right. <laughs> but I, I keep mine. I'm pretty proud of it. Yep, there you go. And you should be.
0: You should be. Uh, we have another commonality. And um, in, in your story, once we got talking in before you started speaking to my classes, um, the name of Mike Popson. Uh, is a special individual for you. I'd like to have you share a little bit about sure. that, but the connection is, um, in high school, you know, again, I was going to CC. I worked at Tell 12 Mall, Kmart. I worked with Mike's son. What Matt, did you
1: do at Kmart? Everything. Did you?
0: I was uh, started out as cashier, but then, you know, cashier supervisor. I right. Stock, the toy department, uh, garden. I worked midnights. I worked at the service desk. There was a lot of things happening there that I almost thought of it as a career. Right. You know, because uh, Ernie Reed, the manager, you know, he took me under his wing a little bit, mm. and God, he was making great money. But great people like his, um, Mike Popson's son, Matt, who I got to meet. Matt also went to Brother Rice, who graduated the same year. And I remember um, Mike Popson welcoming me into their house. And so I had this relationship with him before you did. Mm. But you, in your description of Mike, which you'll share with us right now, Echoed everything I knew about that man and yeah. how special he was, and I just want you know I know you know how different your life would have been if he was not Sure, alive. absolutely. Um, but share some stories about uh, Mike Popson from yeah. brother Rice.
1: Well, I, he was just a great teacher. He was a he was a great teacher. He was a, a better man. Mm. Um, he he was what you wanted to be, and mm. he inspired me to become a teacher. Mm. Um, so you know, he like. You know, here I was. I was going to school out of state, and the next thing you know, I, you know, he'd he'd be at our dorm room. Just popped in to, to visit. Um, he mm. came to my wedding, yes. uh, which, and you know, when you invite, when you're twenty something and you're inviting people to a wedding, let let's invite everybody and just uh, we know they're probably not going to come because it's out of state, but maybe they'll send us some money. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, here he is. He shows up for all these family events and. Uh, just invested so much time, and here I'm just one person, and I know that he treated every kid the same way. He looked after them as if they were his own son, uh, and it always made me wonder, like, how much did his family have to sacrifice because he was giving of himself to so many other families and so many other kids and helping develop them? And of course, you you hear after the fact that uh, that Mr. Popson was every bit as great a father as he was an educator, and he was, to me, was the standard for what you wanted to be, and I know that I pale in comparison to the stuff that he did. Um, he, you know, it, I think about the, the times that I might have helped a kid out. I know that there were infinite number of, of moments and people that, that he reached out to, and he did incredible things for. Um, I, you know, I could spend hours and hours and hours talking about him. Uh, he was uh, just a just a great, great man. And I think, you know, what, what I try and take away from that is one, that, that idea of service and giving, Mm. like really do your best to make a mark. And so that when your days are over with that, someone continues to talk about your legacy. Um, And and then to, to, to have that live within my own children. You know, I talk to my own kids all the time about Mr. Popson Mm -hmm. and what a great man he was. And, you know, can you live your life like that? Can you be, uh, that impactful for someone else as he has been for for me in my life, and that you know I go back to that group of guys that we meet at Christmas. Uh, we talk about him, and he's passed away now. I, I think it's been fifteen years, ten years. Yeah, it's been it's a while. Two
0: thousand five, two thousand eight, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and and uh, you know his legacy will live on forever. Not only in the generation that worked directly with him, Absolutely. but but us. Um, you know carrying his message and and telling stories about what a great man he is and trying to live our lives in a similar fashion. Well, one of the things I know I need to do is to, um, I'm in contact with
0: Matt, his son, and uh, I need not only to get together with him again and get caught up, but I need to get you and him together.
1: Yeah, I would love to. So
0: whether I go pick him up and drive him down and we meet for breakfast or something, uh, we've got to pull something off because uh, it is a special, special story. Um, There's a saying that I've been leaning on a lot on um, how, where we get in life, we are there because we are standing on the shoulders of giants, mm. the people that came before yeah. us. He is one sure. that probably... Absolutely. you can stand on both his shoulders right. and he'd be supporting yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. That, that memory that drives you. That's definitely. just fantastic.
1: You know, I, I would imagine that a lot of Lakeshore graduates uh, would probably share that same story about you, John.
0: Thank you. Uh, honest
1: to goodness, I, I think of the, you know, I look at the work that you do, your commitment to this, because I know that there's opportunities outside of the classroom uh, that, that you could you know, take advantage of and sure. you choose not to, which to me is uh, a testament to your service to, to these kids. And I know that uh, there's generations of kids, generations because you're old. Yes, uh, but also <laughs> yes, this is true. And I, I'm proud of but, that. Actually, it doesn't bother me. I can laugh about it. Both, with, you know, here here at Lakeshore, but also, um, you know, with your coaching up in Dakota as well. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of girls up there that would talk uh, very fondly about uh, Coach Daly. Thank you, thank you. It's been um, there's been a lot of people that have
0: invested in me throughout my life, yep. and that's my mission now is to give back to try and pay those people back. Yep. and the funny thing is, the more I keep trying to do that the more the list grows of people investing in me. That's neat. So the, the debt will never be repaid, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it is something I am, I am truly blessed. And it's amazing. I think both of us could agree with this, where we are, how we got here, yeah. and what we're spending our lives doing, sure. which, is, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, how long have you been married?
1: Uh, it will be 25 years this July. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. fantastic it just goes by in the blink of an eye.
0: How much is the history that you and your wife have important to you?
1: It is, uh, it's uh, extremely important. Um, You know, it it defines our relationship. It defines who we are. It defines who we are as uh, educators. She's an elementary principal. And just a... an incredibly dedicated and talented educator she's wonderful that's awesome. I, I honest to goodness and this is not uh, any baloney I pale in comparison to mm-hmm. wh- what her commitment and what she does um, she's she's an incredible uh, teacher and educator that's awesome in uh, principle um, but uh, you know 25 years it's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, joy a lot of uh, struggles um, you know it's uh, it, it's it's been um, quite a blessed journey to to spend you know my life with her yep. and I look forward to a whole lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, speaking for myself, not for you. Mm-hmm. I know I married up big time.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm married out of my league. <laughs> Huge with my wife. We got our anniversary coming up this weekend. Twenty nine years and uh, twenty nine years. Wow, uh, just an amazing there. time. What and did you
1: guys do for your twenty fifth anniversary? I'm uh, trying to get some ideas.
0: Yeah, we went. But, we went back to. In fact, we're going back to our stomping grounds. We're going back to Central this weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, just All A right. little getaway night. Is that where the two of you met? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chicago. The band Chicago is coming in to play up at Spring <laughs> Eagle. We love going to concerts. Um, Especially summertime. We try and get a couple each. Uh, it's one of those things. Just going back and, and walking around the, the hallowed grounds where we met right. is something really special. And uh, so it's we're looking forward to that. How about that? that? That's cool. But yeah, definitely. I'm married uh, way up.
1: So, um, so my daughter uh, is graduating this year, and, and she was uh, considering uh, Central Michigan. Yes, uh, and she did not go there. She's, uh, she's headed down to Bowling Green. But Great. I told her I told her it, the people that I know that went to Central just rave about it. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's an important part of their lives. Absolutely. Um, but um, she actually had heard that you were an alum from Central and thought, well, it can't be that. Good, so. <laughs>
0: Better not go there. And cross that right. off the yeah, list. Right. Funny you said Bowling Green. There was three schools that I applied to. Central got into Bowling mm. Green. And uh, for whatever reason, the University of Kentucky.
1: Oh, no kidding! Yeah, so how about that.
0: I just think about if my life would have gone one of those two directions, Bowling Green or Kentucky. Yeah,
1: how different. Yeah, you it would find be. a different wife, yeah, and you, you know, you who knows, here. you might live in Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah, for yeah, sure. So good. That's yeah. a great school for your daughter. A uh,
0: couple other questions here. We're wrapping things up. Um, what's one of your favorite books?
1: Uh, my my favorite book. Um, like from an educational side, is uh, there's two versions. It's a Todd Whitaker book. Uh, what great teachers do differently, and what mm. great principals do differently. Wow. To me, it is the holy grail of um, uh, of education. Uh, it's an easy read. It uh, dials in on uh, what you should be doing. It affirms the things that you are doing. That you you know you, it'll make you feel good uh, about. Um, but it, uh, but as a parent, as I read these books, it's exactly what I want the leader of my schools, uh, my, you know, my kids' schools to, to do Mm -hmm. and the leader of those classrooms to be doing. Um, it's a great book. Todd Whitaker, what great teachers do differently, what great principals do differently. Excellent. Is there a
0: non-educational book that has
1: stuck with you? So the, the other book that I, I refer back to all the time is a book called The Edge, uh, by Howard Ferguson, mm. um, coach, uh, coach Ferguson, is it Ferguson? I think it is. Um, yeah, I know I've it so well. I don't it. even know the author. That's okay. Uh, he he was important. a he was a wrestling coach at um, a prolific program in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, mm. St. Ed's, mm-hmm. uh, and he put together just this book. It's I, I think there's six sections or chapters, and it's all about life, uh, the pregame, the you know. Fourth quarter, the you know, and it just talks about character aspects and has a variety of quotes of people of political nature, uh, you know, actors and actresses. Now, you know, it's a it's an older book, so a lot of these names are are not as relevant as they were when I was growing up. Um, but uh, there's you know, if you're if you're struggling with something in particular, there's a perfect quote and a perfect. Um, paragraph in that book mm. that just brings clarity to whatever the, the confusion is um and so like now what i do with my my youngest son is uh if i see something going on in his life if he's uh you know being pessimistic about something i'll find a little section in that put a post-it note on it and leave it for him to read nice. and it's short you know it's it's a paragraph or two but it it hits home and it's it's a powerful read nice um so yeah good good uh good read there do you
0: find enough time to read and doing what you're doing? You or know, is, do you get caught up in I, yeah, the summer? Or? No,
1: it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of reading as a tool. Um, you know, it's a lot of um, uh, interacting with uh, legislation that's mm. coming down the road or uh, policy briefs or um, you know stuff like that. It's not a lot of uh, uh, you know in, enjoyment type stuff. Right. Um, I, have never been a, a huge reader. I wouldn't sit down with a book just to, it, it's been things like the edge where it was kind of, I, I need some clarity in this aspect of my life. I need, mm. I need to read something about humility or I need to read something about service. So let me find something that's going to kind of charge me up. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm more of a movie guy than I am a, a book guy. Yeah, which, the video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, I hear right, right.
0: Yeah. Um, well, a couple things I steal from, uh, John O'Leary who, is the author of the book uh, On Fire, mm. which I may have to dig up a copy for you. Um, my favorite book of all time now, It replaced the Magic of Thinking Big, which is real close, number two. But one of the questions John O'Leary asks his guests is, if you were sitting on a bench, um, number one, where would that bench be overlooking what? Is it a certain vacation spot that you love? Is it someplace you've been, someplace you haven't been? Hmm. And if you could sit there and have a conversation with anybody, alive, or if they've passed oh, on in debt, who would that person be? Where's the bench at? You know, what would you be asking
1: this wow. person? The spot I I I know for sure. It's uh it's a uh, it's it's a hunting blind up in Tawas, Michigan. It's a it's my own little piece of um mm. uh, I don't even know. It's a safe haven. It's, yes, yes. It's a, a safe harbor. It's still waters. It's peace. Um. You know, now I'm going to start crying. Just, so I, I've sat there in that blind with my grandfather. Uh, I've sat there with my father, um, and I've sat there with my my sons mm. uh, as well. I can't get my daughter, or my wife, to go out there because it's <laughs> it's a little rundown. But um, but you know just. Those those places hold, uh, you know, so many fond memories and so many experiences and so many life lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sitting there waiting for a deer to show up and you start talking about relationships and, uh, you know, being a, a better person and working hard and just all of those things, just from sitting in a deer blind at, at 6 a.m. in November, um, I don't know who I would choose to sit there with above the people that I've already sat with. Absolutely. Um, I I wouldn't you you couldn't top that Uh, my grandfather immigrated from Italy when he was 16 years old he had a third grade education he's one of the smartest men I've ever met Mm. Uh, my father who um, you know was a just as hard-working a guy as you could ever meet um, you know he uh, he he taught me a lot uh in the times that we sat together and then of course you know my mom who's i've shared with you has passed away and she would she despised ate uh hunting you know she felt it was she was a big animal person um it drove her nuts that i enjoyed that um but i guess if there was one person i could spend a little more time with sitting that that moment of peace it would be her
0: okay very good Getting her there would be interesting, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. I'm sure she'd have a lot to say. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, another one of the questions that John throws out, uh, and his whole backstory has a lot to do with uh, fire, uh, but he throws a question out to his guests about if you were out of the, your house, your family, all your pets, all living things were out of your house, and the house caught fire. Mm. What would you run back inside oh, to grab? What one item is so there?
1: funny that you say this because we just had this very conversation in our really? household. Yes, wow, yeah, and the every the things that people were saying just blew me away. I, it, it would all be the print pictures that are we don't have digitally because yes. they, you know, I mean, they're they're memories and they can't be replaced. Everything else can be replaced, um, but I couldn't think of anything other than. Uh, You know, I have a couple little mementos, little keepsakes. I've shared with you the poem that Mr. Popson gave to me that I've passed on to my oldest son. Um, That's something that can't, I I can find the poem and I could print it off, but it's not the same as what was given to me when I was 18 years old. Right. Um, You know, it's things like that that I would try and save uh, or, you know, rescue from the fire, um, most of which are down in a cluttered basement. So there would be very little hope of of finding (laughs) them. Uh, but um, but that would probably be about it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. it's interesting you
0: have had that conversation with your family. So your family is yeah just chi- 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 yeah in yeah we were just
1: just talking about it. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think of even what you know what we were saying. I guess from one sense, I'm I'm kind of proud of the fact that no one you know kind of dialed in on. Ah, we'd have to grab the television, Right. or we'd have to grab you know the. the the jacket or something like that. Um, It it was more things that have a little more sentimental value than, uh, you know, silly things that obviously can be replaced. And it just goes to show that, you know, at the end of the day, what's important is those experiences and memories and relationships rather than anything that you can amass. I I read something that was a quote, I think it was like uh, Jamie Foxx or someone said that, you know, in a funeral procession, Uh, you don't see a U-Haul in it. Um, And the measurement of a person's life might be the length of the the processional, the number of cars that are sitting Yes. Not the size of the U-Haul that might be following. Right, because you can't take that stuff with you. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right, for sure. Are you where you're supposed to be right now, Joe? I absolutely think this is where I'm supposed to be. It's it's
0: comforting yet powerful. It's humbling yet empowering. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you know, um, this community, I think, is a special place and I'm sure everybody that lives in a, a community that they're fond of says the same thing. But the things that our kids do, the things that our kids accomplish here, the the adults that I get to work with uh, in Lakeshore in um, this role as uh, you know superintendent, I think it, it just it has a good feel for me. Mm. Um, and hopefully it, it does for the people that are a part of this organization as well um, but uh, you know I think uh, on a daily basis I wake up I'm excited to be here I'm excited mm-hmm. to come to work um, and I, I don't think you can ask anything more of, of what you do than if you're if you feel good about it if you're That's excited right. about it Absolutely. Um, you know, when those things start to fade, then I think you, you got to find a different direction mm-hmm. because you're not doing anyone any good. Definitely. You're not serving yourself, and you're certainly not serving the people that you're charged with. That's with a great leading. point. I try to yeah. get my students all the time to just whatever they're going to find themselves doing, make sure you enjoy getting up for it. In Absolutely, the yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I yeah. wake up before my alarm most mornings. Getting in here, I get in here right. early. I look forward to coming in here. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being in a place where I didn't because it would be. Suffering pain for me, yeah, my family, absolutely. The people I'd be working with,
1: yeah. Imagine that. I mean, that would be a tough oh. existence. And we know people that are that have that. Yeah, unfortunately. for sure. We see it on the road. Sure. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's crazy. Absolutely, yeah. I, you know, the you, you spend most of your waking hours at your job. You better make sure that it's something that you enjoy, because the next thing you know, thirty years has flown by, and it can be a, a real powerful, positive thirty years. For everybody, uh, including yourself, or it could it can be tough yep. on everybody. Um, I have my thirty fifth
0: reunion coming up this year. You have your yeah, 30th. thirty. Yeah, when you say thirty, I know. Blink of an eye, wasn't
1: it? Sure is. It's yeah, crazy. for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. I uh, uh, one of my buddies, his son graduated this year. Uh, just graduated uh, yes, two days ago um, from our alma mater, and so his oldest son just graduated from Brother Ice as well, and. You know, we started reminiscing about that time period between graduating from high school and starting college, and what a fun summer that was. And you know, we're doing yard work stuff and making a little bit of money. But you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. Yep. Um, but then the next thing you know, you got your own kids uh, graduating from high school and headed off to college, and you got gray hair and you're you losing that? it all. And, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It goes by too, quick, sometimes. right? Yeah. It's, it's nuts.
0: You can, yeah. It's, geez, when you reflect, geez. It's pretty powerful. Well, let me tell you, I'm just so uh, honored to have
1: you come in this morning. That's hope great. the coffee was good. It was fantastic. I, I've been wanting to do this. I've been listening. Thank um, you. I'm excited uh, to, to have had this opportunity. And I, John, you know how I feel about you. You're, you're just a great man, and I, I am so thankful that uh, you do what you do because I know it makes a huge difference in a lot of kids' lives. And to be able to spend some time talking with you again is uh, is always a pleasure. Yep, it's
0: been a great pleasure
1: this morning. Starting <laughs> off my day in a great direction. We
0: are lucky to have you here, uh, my friend, leading us uh, in the school district. And one of the things I foresee you in the future, you're getting all this expertise of uh, the Lansing jargon and conversations. You might be able to run for office someday, right? <laughs> Any thoughts it, of that?
1: No, who no. would ever want to do that? that That's exactly that, the right. state of our politics right now. Th- this is a whole other. <laughs> open up the mess. I mean people have to give to find common ground. Absolutely. And I we are getting so far away from that. Mm. Um we are we are more loyal to our own personal ideology than we are to the common good of our society. Absolutely. And that has got to change. And I, I could not be a part of that. I would lose my mind. Absolutely, me too. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. No, I'm, so I'm glad you bring that thought process to here to, to teach yeah. your
0: kids, to teach our staff that yeah, let's it's work okay. together. It's a, let's Absolutely.
1: Talk. It's okay to concede some things. Absolutely. You know, in matters of, like, really firm principle, I mean, there's I, – I, I talk a lot about um, issue versus relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things that the issue has to win out on. Um, and I might have – I think I've used you as an example here. My relationship with you is so important that if uh, if you and I had a disagreement and you told me I was a moron I, I, I would over I mean that okay I appreciate the feedback John if you if you hauled off and hit a kid the issue supersedes the relationship absolutely. we can't work together anymore. absolutely um, and same same goes with here I mean there's certain things that the issue, uh, trumps the relationship. But in most cases, relationship wins out. Yes. Um, and, and the relationship that we have with one another, especially those that make policy and law and that sort of thing, they've got to find a way to work together because no one wins when there's this constant divisiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think a lot about, all right, or have we just moved into this Uh, part of our life where we're now, has this been going on forever and we're just at the age where we start to experience it and realize it? Um, And I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I asked my father not too long ago, like, do you ever remember a time that has been so divisive in our, our country and he's... Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But. That's a perspective we have to have. Yeah, yeah, we got to ask that. Right, that's, right. Uh, right. So question. everybody, you know, everybody that's listening, if you can find a way to agree on something with people that you normally disagree with, awesome. uh I think everyone will be a whole lot better off. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Well, great Thanks. way to end it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good stuff. All right, folks. Hopefully, <laughs> you enjoyed this interview with uh, Doctor Joe DePonio, and uh, again, would love some feedback. Um, if you find somebody that that needs some of the information that you know I shared, that he shared. He brought a, just so many gold nuggets of uh, leadership and um, just how to handle life. And uh, He had a great story today, and hopefully we can get him back on again. But uh, find me over on Facebook at coach 2 Success, over on Twitter at Coach2Success, and on Instagram at CoachJohnDaily. And, of course, Coach2ExpectSuccess.com. The book list is there. You can drop me a line on the feed book on the home page there trying to do more on the blog so you can always find me and uh, contact me there too and Joe has
1: given me some sign <laughs> I'm 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 close to breaking a thousand followers on Twitter nice so tell your your uh, listeners to follow me on Twitter I, I every now and then I'll throw out a little uh, pearl of wisdom and that's uh, at dr. deponio nice yeah. I'll put that in the show yeah. notes as well yeah That'd That'd a are, great perfect way Good. to contact you yes yeah
0: Fantastic. 14 away okay. nice yeah. that's gonna change today Perfect. That's going to change. As soon as I post this, whether, this show will probably come out in the next couple of days, but that'll change real quick. All right. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. Keep taking care of yourselves and each other, and we'll talk again soon. See you. See you.